your dreams can be your reality. You all, time isn't real. Okay, that is fucking crazy. Spirituality, manifestation, travel, money, entrepreneurship. Welcome to In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm your host, Chelsea Wright. Hello, hello. Welcome back to a mini episode of In My Non-Expert Opinion. I'm going to be doing mini episodes all week to break down my new workshop on Follow the Rules and give you more context and insight into where this idea came from and why I put this program together. So if you're a new listener, definitely go check out the last probably five episodes where I've been talking about letting go of my inner good girl, what I'm working through, setting boundaries, so many different things. I've been going through a breakup, a big life transition of moving all over and traveling all over. And I've learned a lot of lessons. And I think one of the biggest ones is how often I put my own desires and self-expression off to the side in order to people please. And it's really been hitting me in the face the last few months. And I think it's just come to a head where I'm like, I need to take matters into my own hands. I need to start doing what I want to do, saying what I want to say, writing what I want to write, anything, speaking what I want to speak. And maybe you've noticed that. If you are a longtime listener, maybe you've noticed there's been a bit of a shift in the content. There's been a shift in what I'm posting online. The other day, I posted myself doing a chair dance class, which Never in my life would I have posted even six months ago, not only because I wasn't good at it, but because I would have thought, oh my gosh, this isn't professional. People are going to think I'm like acting out. People are going to think I'm doing this for attention. And I would have just kept that to myself. Now, I also have been posting a lot of dance videos where I've been going to like hip hop classes and all these other choreography classes. And again, I don't know that I would have done that six months ago. Just because I was like, this is going to look like I'm trying to be somebody I'm not because no one knows that I hip hop dance. No one knows that I like going to chair dance classes. That's not the version of of me that I've really portrayed to people. And so that's what I want to talk about today is being multifaceted and knowing that that's okay. So my whole life, I've been pretty like good girl, straight A student, overachiever, never been in trouble with the law. Of course, I've gone through things that every 20-year-old and teenager goes through where you get in trouble here and there or, you know, you get caught at a party or get caught smoking weed or something like that. But I've never been in massive trouble or really identified with being in like a bad crowd or being um, like a black sheep or anything like that. What's interesting, though, is when I started working in corporate America, I noticed there was this side of me that wanted to rebel so bad. Like I did not like the rules. I didn't like the structure. I didn't like how things were run. And it's funny because normally my whole life I did like that. Like I always followed the rules. I always wanted people to tell me what to do and how to do it and when to do it. It was more so me thinking and realizing, well, it doesn't have to be done this way. You can do your own thing. And that's where I ended up starting my own business. I was like, well, great. I'm I'm actually going to go do my own thing. And so if you want to listen to that whole story, I've done several episodes on why I started my business and when. But really why I started my own business was to develop my own rules, my own set of beliefs and values and what I wanted a business to look like. And I saw this amazing quote one time. It was called, 
it said something like your business can be a prototype for the world you want to live in. And I was like, I don't know why that really hit me. I want to live in a world where I'm allowed to sleep in and go swimming and do yoga and do whatever I want in the morning and then get to work when I want to and then take a two hour break. Maybe I can take a nap. Maybe I can work late. Maybe no one will judge me if I take a two hour lunch break. Maybe I can go to bed at, I don't know, midnight and it's okay if I work or if I don't work. What I'm saying is like, I wanted to create a new structure for myself that worked for me. And I think that's why when I started investing in so many group business programs, a lot of them did not work for me because it was very prescribed. It was like, you need to do this. You have to do this thing first thing in the morning. You have to calendar all your days. You have to do this. You have to do that. And so I would start doing that. I was like, oh my God, I got to make this many offers. I have to make them at this price point. I need to do this with my calendar. And I kept not really seeing the results that I wanted, even though I was implementing all the things that the coaches were saying. And eventually I realized that's because I'm not working with my own energy and I'm not actually saying what I want to say. There were a lot of bullshit things I was saying just to attract clients. There were a lot of honestly like harmful messages. I feel like I was putting out that I truly apologize to any clients that worked with me in like summer of last year, because I feel like I was using scarcity tactics and fear tactics to try to get to people to sign up because that's what I was learning. And being a new business owner, you're like, well, this person's successful, so I'll just do what they're doing. And the whole time I felt like that's not who I am. Like, these are not things I would want to be saying. This is not how I would attract someone. This is not what I would do. And I feel like my podcast really helped me have a voice of my own. And thank God I had my podcast before I even had my own business because I knew the power of it and how much of a creative outlet it was and how much self-expression it offered me. And so, like I said, I kept taking these programs, like program after program, and nothing was working for me. So towards the beginning of 2021, I was like, I'm just going to start doing different programs based on what I feel like I want to teach at that moment. That was really scary for me because I was breaking out of a role that I had thought would resonate with people. And I started to really veer off from all the tactics I learned in the business programs and doing things my own way. And I'm talking as little things as like using a notebook instead of a sauna to you know, calling things crazy names like self-care queen. That's not even that crazy, to be honest. I was just making up names of programs that honestly, in my mind, did not have to do with what I was teaching earlier in the year. And I was freaking out a little bit because I'm like, this is going to confuse people. Like I'm talking about self-care, but then six months ago, I was just teaching yoga and I was talking a lot about manifestation. And then I wanted to do a program about podcasting. And then I wanted to do another one about money. And I wanted to do another one on energy. And I'm like, who are you to talk about all these things? Like, you can't be talking about six different things. You're not allowed to do that. And so I kind of freaked out. And I feel like I got really messy with like my messaging and marketing. And I was just trying to throw everything at a wall to see what stuck and what what would work and what wouldn't work. And I finally, honestly, during lockdown in Germany, had this realization of like, you feel stuck because A, you are not saying what you truly want to say. Like, I feel like I was 
kind of scratching the surface with all these different programs, but I would back out of them last minute, or I wouldn't wholeheartedly believe in them, or I would think I was being wishy-washy. Like in my mind, the content and the intention was there, but the way I was backing it up and delivering it was not aligned. I, I was doing things almost because I was like, okay, this is going to be a different program. It's going to work. But then again, like the delivery and structure and way I was presenting it wasn't making sense. And I just remember thinking, yeah, that's because you're not saying what you really want to say. And so it really has been in the last, I mean, like I said, probably four months where I'm like, okay, start opening up on your podcast. What do you really want to say? And that's why in some of my most recent podcasts, you probably have heard me open up about things I haven't really opened up about. I did one probably six months ago um, around my money situation. That was not comfortable to talk about how I managed my money and all the blocks I had around it and the difficulties that I had running my business um, and how I managed my money. That was obviously not the best, the most fun thing for a business owner to talk about. But I knew that that would help someone because I'm like, I have talked to other people behind the scenes in private and we're all talking about the same thing, but no one's really presenting it out there. I think I'm just going to talk about it and see what happens. And that was one of my most highly engaged episodes and one of the ones that people really reached out to me about. And then I did one recently on letting go of my inner good girl and how my whole life I've really identified as being a good girl and an overachiever and now shifting to want to post some different content and, you know, kind of rock the boat a little bit is really scary for me. Like I am scared of what family members will think. I'm scared of what previous partners will think. I'm scared of what old coworkers will think. And that stuff is not, it's not that it's not fun to talk about. It's just, it makes you think that people are going to reject you or see you differently, or you're going to be embarrassed or shamed or judged or whatever the case is. And so when I put out these episodes, those were my initial thoughts. Like this might end up being embarrassing. I could end up being judged. But the interesting thing was I always felt better after I posted it. I always felt like I moved through something cathartic or therapeutic. And that was my signal. And especially my body's signal of like, yeah, you are finally saying what you want to say, and that's okay. And that's why I want to talk about you being multifaceted is not a problem. If you are someone that, I don't know, does yoga, but then loves a steak dinner and wine on Friday, that's okay. If you're someone that wants to go to a meditation retreat, but you also listen to, I don't know, like Cardi B and Eminem and Tyga, like who cares? I think a lot of us, we wrap ourselves up in identities, well, at least I did, where I was like, okay, if I'm a, like, let's say person that's into yoga, I need to really fit that mold. I need to be like earthy and listen to Kundalini music and, you know, dress in more earthy tones and not wear makeup and like keep it really, you know, low key, natural makeup looks, natural hair, natural products, vegan products. Maybe I need to go plant-based. Like I really went all in on that identity. And then I would switch to another identity like, oh, if I'm going to be the party girl, I'm going to be the party girl. I'm going to go balls to the wall. I'm going to black out. I'm going to be hungover. I'm going to be irresponsible, reckless with my money and like really embody that. And just like, I'm the party girl. I'm the one that you can hit up to be the queen of the night or whatever the case is. And I started to realize it did not make sense 
for me to try and be all these things at once instead of just owning like, yeah, I have darker sides. I have weird sides. I have sides that would definitely turn people off. I have sides that would turn people on. I have things I love about myself and I have things that I hate about myself and I have things that I'm pretty neutral about. And I think if we all got to this place of being neutral or at least accepting of all the sides that we have, we would not feel so stuck in keeping up these identities and masks that we often wear. And so some questions I would pose to you are like, what ways do you wear a mask in order to people please? This could be something as small as you've been wanting to chop your hair off into a bob, or maybe you shave your head or maybe get like a new tattoo. But you're like, well, that's not professional. That's trashy. That's unacceptable. You know, my person is not going to think that I look attractive. My mom is going to say something. I'm going to get made fun of online. For me, I'm using that example because I just talked about this in an email, but I have been really scared to dye my hair brunette because so many people say that I look good as a blonde. And it's interesting because I really like to play out where that feeling is coming from. So if I'm scared to dye my hair brunette, okay, so what's the deeper meaning there? Well, people keep saying I look stunning as a blonde, which I'm starting to take as means I'm going to look not attractive as a brunette. And if I'm not attractive, will I get attention? And if I don't get attention, what will happen? Will I lose connections to people? Will I lose networking opportunities? Will I lose friendships or relationships or potential friendships and relationships? Will people just stop paying attention to me? Will people invest in my work? And you can see when I talk about it out loud, these are pretty irrational thoughts. Like I highly doubt that because I dye my hair brown, someone will stop working with me. But the human brain is a little irrational and we make up stories in our head. And it's why a lot of us don't post certain things or don't say certain things online. I'm using a very specific example of dyeing my hair. But how many times do you want to go online and post something or let's say record a podcast episode, but you hold back because you're like, oh, you know, that one person from work follows me and I don't know, it's going to be awkward. Or, you know, my aunt does always check my social media and I know she's going to like message me on Facebook and say something about this. We all have done this. I've done it a million times. And I remember very vividly last year when I started posting about my business and coaching, I immediately could think of three to four people in my mind that in my crazy imaginary mind, I was like, they're going to start screenshotting all this content and start a group chat and talk shit about me. They're going to make fun of me and be like, this is not the version we know of you. And it's something I've really had to come to terms with through a bunch of different modalities like therapy and just having conversations with people and setting boundaries. But for example, I remember like posting about mindset and reframing. And all the people I had known in my life up until I really started traveling were coworkers and then people that I went to college with. When I went to college, I was a crazy party girl. I went out six times a week, drank until my face fell off, so hungover, always making bad decisions, like just treating my body and my mind really poorly with drinking and experimenting with drugs. Then in, um, in Chicago, when I was working in corporate America, the culture in sales and advertising sales was very much like take your clients out to lunch, have a few drinks, go to happy hour. And again, the weekends were like, how fucked up can I get? So imagine when I start posting about mindset and manifestation and energy work and all this stuff, that majority of my following were people from those years. I was like 
I don't feel good about this. Like I feel like they're going to make fun of me or that I'm a hypocrite or that I'm an imposter. And so then I would like kind of tone it down and then I would pick it back up again because then I would get new followers or new clients being like, oh, thank you for posting. This made so much sense. This resonated with me. And so that was my validation to be like, well, this is landing with someone. You need to keep posting about it. What's interesting is eventually a lot of people from my past, including people I went to college with, people that were in a sorority with me, even coworkers, invested in my programs. And it was so eye-opening because it was like, wow, when you actually start saying what you want to say, people, the people that you think are like screenshotting and talking shit about you are usually the people that are like, wow, thank you. Like I was thinking this too, or I feel like this too, and I've been waiting for somebody else to tell me. And so when you feel like you're being a hypocrite or wearing a mask or being multifaceted is too wishy-washy, just start to break those things down a bit further. And those things, being a hypocrite and being multifaceted are two different things. And that's what I wanted to break down a little bit further was like a hypocrite is actually when you change your views like publicly because you're scared of what people are going to say about you, right? If I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, everybody should go vegan. It's great for the planet. And just because I'm talking to like a group of people that are vegan or plant-based, but secretly in private, I love steak and I'm like, don't give a shit about being vegan. That's being a hypocrite. Being multifaceted is being okay with breaking the identity that you think you have to keep up to fit a certain uh, criteria, right? Going back to the yoga example. It's okay, in my opinion, and I'll just add a cheeky line in my non-expert opinion, if you like yoga and you eat meat and you listen to rap music and you like kundalini music and you work in tech and you like to get your nails done, like, society thinks it's confusing. And I really think this comes from movies and characters, especially American movies. I can tell you this with hundred percent certainty that we over-exaggerate certain characters so much. My previous partner would actually make fun of how over the top certain characters were in American movies. We actually like stopped watching a lot of American movies because he's like, this is so overdone and like over the top, it doesn't make sense. And it made me realize because they're really trying to sell you the character, right? When like the new age mom comes on, she's very new age. She's wearing a robe and she has hair down on her hips and she lives in a house full of incense and crystals. And I think that's what ends up being the identities we think we have to create for ourselves. And we think it's going to be confusing to people if we don't keep up that identity. We think we're going to confuse people or they're not going to be able to really identify who we are if we maybe dress in all black and crop tops and shorts every day, but then you say how you believe in God and you go to yoga. Like that's to some people confusing. I think finally we're in a world where it's not that confusing anymore, where people are like, yeah, duh, I can be all these things. But I know from personal experience and from talking to clients, that is the one thing that holds us up. We think, well, in order to be you know, let's go the opposite. And in order to be rebellious, I have to like cuss online. I have to wear black and I have to get tattoos and I have to get piercings and I have to like, you know, drop that F bomb all the time. And it's like, you can be rebellious in different ways. Like you can be rebellious in that you take an hour lunch break when all your coworkers take a 10 minute one. You can be rebellious in the fact that everybody, you know, stays up till 10 PM scrolling Instagram and you don't want to do that. 
You can be rebellious in when you start creating your own business that you only want to work four hours a day, even though everybody else works eight hours a day. So start identifying like what words am I holding on to or what identities and am I trying to go all in on them to the point where I'm almost pigeonholing myself into a box that I don't even really want to be in or can I own the fact that it's okay to be both and that's the biggest thing it's okay to be both and you can be both natural and love the ocean and love nature and want to go to a nightclub in Berlin and stay out till 4am. Okay, that's normal. A lot of humans have different sides of them. If you are a mom who loves your kid and loves to spend time with your kid all day, but you also want to have a night where you're just like, fuck it, I want to go out all night, drink till 6am, have crazy sex with my husband in a hotel and wake up and have a cheeseburger. Like that's okay. I think we all, again, get caught up in these identities that don't serve us and it ends up hurting our self-expression. So really what I want you to think about, I know I've been like raging right now, I feel like (laughs) on this certain topic is what ways, in what ways are you not expressing yourself and in fear of what? Okay, I'll repeat that. What ways are you not expressing yourself and in fear of what or why? Why aren't you expressing yourself? Now to some of us, this is a real threat, right? I'm in a privileged position where I... And my own business owner, I am my own boss. So I can wear whatever I want. I can work whatever days I want. It doesn't matter. I can call my programs whatever I want. And I understand that's a position of privilege. And I know that some people working in professional environments are like, yeah, I actually cannot dye my hair pink because my boss might fire me. So yes, that's understandable. But I imagine on the weekends or in other ways of your life, I'm talking about a lot of appearance here, but a lot of this stuff can be internal work too. In what ways are you not expressing yourself? This happens a lot at restaurants and nail salons, to be honest. So when you go to get your nails done, are you getting like the nude and baby pink colors because those are really palatable and like not too bright and not too attention seeking? And you're like, yeah, this is fine. You know, I'll get baby pink. Or in your mind, are you like, God, that would be so cool to get like neon green nails that are claw-like and maybe like a design on them with, I don't know, like a funky little crystal on the ring finger. A lot of us do this. I used to do this. I used to be like, oh, I really want that nail design, but oh, that's not me. That's not me, right? That's not who I am. People are going to think that's crazy. This also happens a lot in restaurants. I know personally when I would go out to order, people would be all kind of like picking from the same part of the menu or everybody would be getting like appetizers and a smaller meal. And I was like, oh my God, am I crazy for wanting like the full pie of pizza and a brownie and a drink and a side of French fries? Or, oh my God, everybody's eating salads. Is it wild that I want like this huge steak and a side of potatoes? And that is a place where you might be stifling your self-expression. So check this out this weekend when you go out or even this week. When you go to eat or you're going to go do something where you know you have to speak up for how you want to express yourself or what you desire, see, are you conforming to other people and are you being a bit hypocritical or can you own your multifacetedness and be like, it's okay to be both and. It's really, really eye-opening to see where this pops up in your life. And like I said, for me, it's been the dyeing my hair brown, but I do have my appointment booked. I have sent my hairdresser the the inspo photos. I keep going a bit back and forth. But what I'm reminding myself is like, I it, 
it's okay. It is okay for me to dye my hair different. It's okay if a lot of people said that I look better as a blonde and don't really want me to dye my hair. It's my hair. It's my life. And by the way, speaking from experience, it's actually hurt me to not dye my hair because this whole past six months that I've been wanting to dye it and I just haven't because of what everyone said, it's made me just think about it more. And it's actually kind of hurt my self-esteem because I'm not really speaking up for what I want. If I would have been like, fuck it, I don't care that 25% of people said yes to the brunette and 75% said uh, they love me blonde. Well, guess what? Now, this whole time I've been people pleasing to people that aren't in my body. They don't own me. They don't have any control over what I look like, but I've been letting them dictate that because of all the fears that I had around the, like I said, the rejection, the embarrassment, the isolation, whatever irrational thoughts I was having. And so now I'm like, it's time to do it. You can dye your hair brown. No one's going to care. Guess what? You may end up loving it and be brunette for the rest of your life. Or I end up, I might end up hating it. I want to dye it a different color or go back to blonde. And that's the beauty is like, it's okay to go through phases. So I remember one time telling my mom, I just feel like I'm going through a phase and people aren't going to get it. That's really how I felt. Like people aren't, I'm going to lose friends. Like people aren't going to know how to relate to me. I'm going to lose clients. I'm going to lose connections. And she made a good point of like, your life is literally a series of phases, right? This is like so apparent in middle school. We all go through phases. Mine was like a punk rock phase where I listened to Good Charlotte. I was wearing like cuffs and black and pink and a lot of eyeliner and like studded shoes and belts. And then all of a sudden I went through like a really girly girl phase and I was like curling my hair and wearing makeup and pink and like very mean girls. And then I went through a very sporty phase. It's like, yeah, that was actually fun to like be all these different characters. But all of a sudden in adult life, you kind of get put through this funnel of, well, now you're an adult. You don't get to play around anymore. Put that in a box. Shut up. Put it in the corner. Don't be loud. Don't ruffle any feathers. And then that's why all of us end up fucking wearing blazers to work and our hair in a bun because we're like, well, I guess that's what we got to do. So I would challenge you again this week to see in what areas of your life are you stifling your self-expression? In what ways can you change that? Okay, just a small thing. Maybe it's getting a different nail color. Maybe it's getting a different haircut. Maybe it's just ordering something different at a restaurant. And then on the flip side of that, examine your, your multifacetedness right? In what ways are you holding on to an identity too closely? And can you uh, loosen the grip a little bit and be okay with being multifaceted? So that's it. That's what I wanted to talk about. I hope this made sense. I feel like I went in so many different directions, but the main takeaway here is being multifaceted is okay and it helps your self-expression. And this is exactly what we're going to be talking about in Unfollow the Rules. So this is going down next week, October 19th to the 21st. It's going to be every day at 7 p.m. EST, and all the calls will be recorded. So if you can't make it, you can absolutely watch the replay. And it's going to be about this. It's going to be about finding your inner rebel, speaking up for your desires, setting boundaries. And honestly, the last day I'm so looking forward to, we're going to have a dance party, but it's not going to be one of those like silly, I don't know, like Zumba class dance parties. Like I'm going to make a fucking bomb playlist and we're going to pretend we're at the club together on Zoom and we're going to have fun. Like I want people to be doing handstands on the wall and twerking and gyrating. I want to see you like on a split in the ground. I want to see you body rolling like you did on the dances in seventh grade and probably got in trouble. 
Like I want this to just be fun. And especially, I don't know about anybody else, but I feel like lockdown made me really like stiff and kind of like boring. And I was just doing Pilates and yoga every day. And I'm like, I'm ready to move. So that's what day three is about. It's going to be a big dance party, which I cannot wait for. So if you want to join us, you can find the link in the show notes as well as my bio on Instagram. It's going to be so much fun. And I want to be super clear about this. It is not three days of lectures. I mean, I already told you the third day is literally a dance party. But day one, it's going to be a bit of discussion and reviewing what the concept is about. But then we're also going to open the floor to Q&A and do live exercises. So I'll be posting some testimonials throughout the week of what group programs look like with me. But I'm not one of these people that sits and opens a Canva slideshow for 90 slides telling you all about my life and how it changed by changing my mindset. And if you do the things I do, you'll be able to change as well. No, no, no. We're going to actually make this like a live interactive cohort where I want to hear from everybody. I want everybody to bring their ideas to the table. I want to practice things with each other. We're going to be doing exercises on the call. So I'm not going to give you like a 100 page workbook to work on at home and hopefully that you get through it. I've never done a workbook from any of the courses I've been in, and I don't think it's as helpful as when you do it on the call. So that is what we're going to be doing on the calls each day. And then again, the third day is all about movement and really anchoring into what we talked about the first two days. So again, check out my Instagram at Chelsea Rife if you want to learn more. You can also check out the show notes with three different payment plans, by the way, and they're just the cost of the program divided up by either two or three payments and they're equal payments, which is amazing. I feel like this is one of the best payment plans I've ever made. So go check those out. And again, it's next week, October 19th to the 21st at 7 p.m. each day. I cannot wait, cannot wait for this to happen. And just as a reminder, anybody who leaves a review on Apple Podcasts for the month of October is being entered into a giveaway to win a one-on-one 45-minute coaching call with me. So just send your screenshot to info at chelsearipe.com or um, email it to me. Sorry, you can email it to info at chelsearipe.com or DM me at chelsearipe and you will be entered into the giveaway, which I will pull at the end of the month. All right. Thank you so much for listening. And I hope to see you inside on Follow the Rules going down next week.